0: At God Said, Man Said, you've heard us compare God's word to an owner's manual. If you purchase a new vehicle, it comes with the maker's owner's manual. Typically, you'll find hundreds of pages describing the different amenities and their particular abilities. It will instruct in proper maintenance in detail from tire pressure to fuel, oil and coolant and more. The owner's manual will also outline the manufacturer's warranty on the vehicle. The manufacturer, the maker, produces the owner's manual. God, our maker, has produced an owner's manual for us, and it is the majority text Holy Bible, authored by him and penned by his Holy Ghost prophets. This glorious book preserved for thousands of years tells it all from the beginning to the end and how to successfully navigate life's journey. Here, all our questions are answered I know where I came from. I know why I'm here and where I'm going. I know how God created the heaven and the earth and all life and mankind. I know about the devil and the fall. Students of the book are instructed in how to please God, how to live with and love my neighbor, how to give to the service of God, how to think, how to eat, how to sleep, how to work, how to marry, how to raise children, how and where to attend church, how to erase deadly epigenetic tags, and most importantly, how to escape the judgment of God. Truly, our Maker gives us an owner's manual that is out of this world. Dear Visitor, have you yet to be born again as Jesus Christ declares in John 3 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again means exactly what it says. Born a second most literal time, this time of the Spirit of God. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. If you follow from your heart, everything changes today. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken. Today you will become a new creature, and this surely is no exaggeration. Today you are in the valley of decision, and your eternal soul is in your very own hand. Don't delay. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the invisible kingdom of God. It's true. Everything you need to know is in the Owner's Manual. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 34, verse 7, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. God said, 2 Corinthians ten three through 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said Romans eight twenty six and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Man said, I don't want there to be a God or a Bible. He totally reigns on my parade. I'll live to satisfy my desires and take my chances check on me on my deathbed, and we'll see how it all worked out. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1115 that will once again certify the magnificent inerrancy of God's glorious Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as a platform from which to fish for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's peace and grace be multiplied unto you. God's Word is so functionally beautiful, so perfect and inerrant, so clean and true. All of the books ever written in the world will and must bow before God's holy book, all. This God Said, Man Said feature is part two in this two-part series dealing with the newest discoveries in the science of epigenetics. As you should expect, they're once again knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. If you have concerns about your personal genetic inheritance, you might be surprised to know that God does too. Today, God's Word will demonstrate how to kiss those fears goodbye. And our genetic code hides a deep, dark, binding secret that must be uncovered and remedied if we are to know any real margin of success. The methodology God employs and His marvelous weapons against the devil's bondages are awesome to consider. In summary, the first speecher addressed the following points. Everything is made out of the invisible via God's Word. Concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom God made all things, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, Colossians one sixteen and 17 records, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Revelation 19.13 gives Jesus' name as the Word of God. Everything is made out of God's words of intent. The first feature demonstrated how men made physical things like the automobile and its various parts, and that physical things begin with only words in the form of thoughts, plans, and schematics raw materials which are certainly a product of god's word are then commandeered engineered and manufactured into various components and off you drive down the road in your word mobile consider what dr b h lipton a stem cell biologist who taught at the university of wisconsin school of medicine and who performed pioneering studies at stanford university had to say in his book the biology of belief no There has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substance, matter, appears out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands. Yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe is immaterial, mental, and spiritual. Live and enjoy. End of quote. God's invisible words make life's visible things. God's word is true once again. The word epigenetic means literally over and above the gene. Gladys Friedler, professor emeritus at Boston University, had this to say before the American Association for the Advancement of Science. But in recent decades, Scientists have discovered that chemical modifications to DNA and proteins can change the way genes are packaged and regulated without changing the genes themselves. Such modifications are known as epigenetic changes. Epigenetic modifications act as a molecular scrapbook, preserving memories of events in parents' lives and and handing them down to the next generation and beyond. There's a chromosomal memory, says Anna Ferguson-Smith, a developmental geneticist at Cambridge University in England. The chromosomes remember whether they came from the mother or the father, end of quote. The epigenetic memory, words, sits over and above the gene. The gene is unchanged, but function is altered. Many of the epigenetic word tags are inherited, and many are deadly. The April 6, 2013 issue of Science News ran a feature with the headline, From Great-Grandmother to You, and the subhead, Epigenetic Changes Reach Down Through the Generations. Over 3,500 years earlier, God's Word made this poignant statement, addressing today's new science, epigenetics, in Exodus 34-7, Keeping Mercy for Thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. God's word is true once again. When the sperm and the egg come together, the sins of the fathers are passed on. Now remember, all mothers had fathers. Imagine, though, the Scriptures teach that these word tags can be erased like words on a schoolroom blackboard and rewritten. The Word of God knows this principle as the renewing of the mind, Romans twelve two and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In a September 29, 2020 feature on her website, Dr. Caroline Leaf interviews Dr. Rudolph Tanzi, Harvard professor and founder of the field of neurogenics, who was listed as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. The following paragraphs are from that feature. Every choice you make determines the experiences you have and every experience you have will condition your genetic expression. Your habits and lifestyles come from programs of genes which you can control. Yes, there are gene mutations that take many, many years, but your experiences also change the way you express your genes. This is called epigenetics. Basically, this means that although you are born with certain genes— You get to sculpt many of those genes and how they express themselves through your lifestyle, habits, and choices. You have a lot of control over your biology. Indeed, 97% of your genetic history is not written in stone. It is amenable to your sculpting." Of Of course, God's Word is true once again. God's Word is glorious, functional knowledge— functional power to change everything. It is definitely the key to erasing and rewriting epigenetic tags passed down from the sins of the Father. Last week's feature mentioned God's way of escape, and this feature will take it to the next level of revelation. Last week, we quoted from the July 2022 issue of Scientific American and their feature article, Trauma in the Family Tree, they obviously didn't go back to the root of our problem. The genetics problem in our family tree must begin with Adam and Eve, who were the first to pass down deadly epigenetic tags. Genesis chapter 3, 6 through 19. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Epigenetic tags we just read about Tags man was never to experience were now in play generationally. A short list of Adamic tags would include unbelief, disobedience, knowledge of good and evil, shame of nakedness, fear, hiding from God, blame, and uncertainty. It's a rude awakening when you realize that the sins of your father are stuck on you. I have really good news, though. Our Creator outlines a way of escape in His owner's manual, a super-functional Holy Ghost formula. Now imagine this. This was established from the very foundation of the world. Revelation thirteen eighteen, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship Him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The curse of the epigenetic sins of the Father is vanquished at the foundation piece of God's formula for escape, and Jesus calls it born again. The first time these words are spoken in the Bible, they are addressed to a ruler of the Jews, a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus struggled to understand this strange grouping of words, and after all these years, the majority of the world sits in the same darkness. how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again." The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Born again means just what it says born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Listen to what John 1 12 and 13 records but as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them to believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When you were born the first time, you were born spiritually dead in trespasses and sins. You were spiritually stillborn, Ephesians two one, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. The word quicken means to make alive. When you were born the first time, it was as the son or daughter of Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and you were stacked with deadly epigenetic tags. When you are born of God's Spirit, you become the son or daughter of God. God becomes your Father, and this Father does not pass on deadly epigenetic tags. Everything changes at born-again, even being assigned a new name. Here we repent of our sins, believing upon our Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood for the remission of our sins. God's formula of regeneration does not end at born-again, but rather begins there. A daily cleansing and renewing process is put in place at born-again. The Word of God speaks of Jesus Christ perfecting the church, his bride, in Ephesians 5, 26, and 27, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. As we are immersed continually in the Word of God, his Word is washing away carnal Epigenetic remnants and rewriting new Holy Ghost epigenetic tags that pass on to our children and on. Watch Second Timothy one five as the apostle Paul addresses Timothy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. The problem with the epigenetic tag issue is that most of us are not even aware such a thing exists, let alone the magnitude of the deep troubles they spawn. I've got more good news for you. God does. His superfunctional Holy Ghost formula supplies all the supernatural help we'll ever need. When debates arise concerning the baptism of the Holy Ghost as received on the day of Pentecost and onward, Challengers bristle at the mention of speaking in unknown tongues, asking, "Why speak in an unknown tongue if you don't know what you're saying? The challengers should keep in mind that when Jesus defines a believer, he does so with the definition found in Mark 16:17 and 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe, "In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues." They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The Holy Ghost is deep into the genetic, epigenetic, I should say, issue. Romans chapter 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We don't even know what to pray for for much of the time, but the Spirit of God does. Now consider First Corinthians fourteen, fourteen and 15. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Years ago, one of our brothers in Christ received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, just as they did on the day of Pentecost. He kept repeating a phrase in an unknown tongue over and over again. The next day he asked one of his college professors if he had ever heard the phrase. The professor stated that it was Latin, with a translation of, My fault, my fault, my most grievous fault. Once again consider Romans 8.26. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The young brother didn't know what to pray for in his understanding, but the Holy Ghost did and brought the issue before the Father for resolution. Those of you who have not received the Holy Ghost like they did on the day of Pentecost where they spoke in other tongues, please visit the Holy Ghost series. During feature number five, expect to participate in the second greatest miracle man can know. Do not skip ahead. Carefully note the following scriptures that define the mind renewing process Romans 12 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Colossians 1 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the Sons in Light, Saints in Light, excuse me, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Note, and bringing into captivity every thought. The Holy Ghost formula, the way of escape that erases bad epigenetic tags, is fully defined in God's owner's manual. Harvard's Dr. Rudolph Tansy said, 97% of your genetic history is not written in stone. It is amenable to your sculpting. Now imagine the results when God, our new Father, is the sculptor. Zechariah 12, verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. God's childlike formula formula for renewal and removal of epigenetic tags is as follows. One, born again, born a second time unto our Heavenly Father, who passes on to us zero negative epigenetic tags. Number two, a daily washing of God's Word, the rewriting agent. Number three, baptism in the Holy Ghost and a supernatural prayer life. Number four. Daily mind renewal is effected as we immerse ourselves in the mind of Christ. The curse of the sins of the Father is broken on Golgotha's hill. You have a new Father, and the power to and the command to rewrite your epigenetic tags. Do not fear, this is true. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Saints, let there be no doubt. This is a word issue. God said, Exodus 34, verse 7, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and it will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. God said, Second Corinthians ten three through 5 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said, Romans eight twenty six and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Man said, I don't want there to be a God or a Bible. He totally reigns on my parade. I'll live to satisfy my desires and take my chances. Check on me on my deathbed, and we'll see how it all works out. Now you have the record.